This is the Buzzer Beater Show with your hosts, the Bryce Brothers. All right, welcome back to well, not welcome back. It's the first the first episode. episode of our of our show. My name is Jay. My name is Bo. Mm-hmm. And we are both basketball, I guess, enthusiasts, players, fans, everything basketball. Yeah. So, <laughs> we'll get straight into it. So, we'll kick off with a bit of uh, talking a bit locally. Uh, so, we'll start talking a bit about Gators, obviously coming off a great season last year. Uh, then we'll talk about the... Uh, NBL. Yeah, the NBL finals, which are just around the corner. They start next week. And then we'll talk about uh, a little bit about the NBA, which is probably what we're most knowledgeable on. Mm-hmm. So, the big news coming out of the Gators this year is they're replacing uh, Garrett from last year, who was a uh, USA import and pretty good. Right, Bo? He was crazy. Yeah. DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> <laughs> and they're replacing him with Derek Murphy, who's another USA player. But last year, he was playing in Luxembourg, uh, which is an interesting place to end up. Uh, but he's only 25, and he's six foot five. And I'll read you out some of, the, some of his stats from last year. So he averaged 24 points. And, and remember, he's a six foot five guard. He averaged 12 rebounds. That's crazy. Which is like, I yeah. mean, depending on how they're feeling, I mean, some games, they could run them power forward. But definitely, well, yeah. definitely much more versatile than Garrett. It yeah. was it was still very multi-talented, but mm. 12 rebounds is pretty, pretty unreal. I remember we went to a Gators game last, uh. last season and it was, um, the player's name was uh, was it like Curry or something? Remember? No, no, no. The the yeah, it was but like something play, coffee. Yeah, yeah coffee. Yeah. yeah, he didn't play and for he the had Gators. Like Fifteen yeah, rebounds. Yeah, but he was a point guard and he put up some ridiculous rebounding numbers. And when your guards are doing that, it just makes it so much easier for the big men. Wasn't it like a a record? It was something? a. I think it was his career high. I yeah. think is what the yeah. announcers were saying. Um, but yeah, the uh, Gage, the Gators are uh, director of uh, basketball operations, like. The guy who's kind of in charge of um, bringing in all the new talent, he said he'll he'll play a similar role to Garrett, but he's going to play a lot more minutes, which is interesting because yeah. Garrett Garrett played a fair bit of minutes last mm. year. But yeah, they clearly see him as a as a crucial part of their team going forward, and he's still only twenty five, whereas Garrett was I think post he was he, he was, was over he was 30. thirty. Yeah, yeah. So they're talking about him maybe sticking around for a few years, which would be. Like, that's a huge like, get. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because Garrett made a huge impact last year. But the problem is, you know, you want to build something with this team. They've got a pretty young team. You want to kind of be able to build it. And when you're chopping and changing your personnel, especially if it's some of your most important, some of your best players, it does disrupt it a bit and it makes it hard to replicate success. Um, but hopefully they can repeat and go back to the grand final this year and um, and win it this time. I mean, but I'm still, like, stuck on the 12 rebounds because my brother here, he plays, <laughs> what, um, C-grade. Men's no. C-grade, yeah, yeah. Thanks for calling me out. <laughs> <laughs> but no offense, but he's, like, a, a six-foot-five power forward and he averages around about, like, six, which is good. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah 12 rebounds a game is, is unbelievable for a, a guard who's playing against, like, like Bo said, I'm six-foot-five, but every time I play, I'm... I'm more or less the biggest guy, but when you get to the level of the Gators, six foot five is like you have guys that are a lot taller than yeah. that. Uh, so to be putting up twelve rebounds against against you know legitimate seven footers is pretty unreal. And I'm sure the competition is probably even higher in Lux- in Luxembourg. So yeah, that's 
I'm really excited to watch him play, actually. we got to get along to a yeah, few more games than last year. For sure. And then the NBL finals are around the corner, so they start next week. Um, we've got the New Zealand Breakers versus the Sydney Kings. So the Breakers, they have Xavier Cooks. You know anything about Xavier Cooks? I heard he was the MVP. And yeah. He's like an all-around threat, but... Yeah. He's like his weakness is the free throw line. Yeah, he's a super dominant scorer. He's pretty much unguardable. On, <laughs> yeah, on a lot of different levels. But in clutch situations, you do wonder if his free throws will become a bit of a problem for them as they try to close out really really tight games. And then um, he's got a lot of great shot makers around him. Like we could go through all the names. But then the Sydney Kings are kind of opposite they don't quite have the star power but they're just a super balanced team they they're the reigning champions so you know they've obviously shown they can do it at that level and they've just got heaps of heaps of talent spread out especially defensively uh they had the runner-up in defensive player of the year i also believe they had the six man of the year but i could be wrong um but just a really really well disciplined well coached well balanced team so we'll try and watch a bit of that yeah for sure um we watched um, a few NBL games last season. We're trying to definitely get more. Yeah, we watched this one game, dude. It was crazy. I think it went to two overtimes. Yeah, it was a great game. I'm trying to remember who it was, but I can't remember this guy. Like, just kept on like, like just shooting from three. That like, uh, yeah, making all these tough shots, and he just make every single one of them. It that's what I. That's what I noticed uh, in comparison to watching the NBA versus watching the NBL. Their the athleticism isn't the same. There isn't guys that are jumping out the gym and that are just like naturally built on genetic monsters like there yeah. is in the NBA but sure. everyone is so skilled and the tough shot making the ability to create off the dribble and to, to hit shots towards the end of um of the shot clock and like that that ultimately is what wins you a lot of games is just tough shot making because you come up against really good defense and it gets down to five seconds in the clock and then you give it to a player and can he make something and still save a possession? And players in the NBL, there's a lot of them that can do that. Yeah, I mean, I kind of wonder, like, I reckon that some of them could actually play in the NBA. Oh, well, know? of course, of course. I think yeah. I think Xavier Cooks, the MVP, is probably yeah. probably going to look to make the switch to the NBA yeah. um, next season. Um, sure. But, yeah, there's... there's Tons of talent. I mean, we saw Josh Giddy. He was a, he was a good N- NBA player, but he was still very young and very raw. Mm, and he's still yeah. he's gone over there, and he's still very competitive in the NBL. So look, there's a and and that can be said for a lot of the overseas yeah, he's, he's, leagues. I believe that he's going to have a pretty damn good career. Josh Giddy, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's got mad potential. I mean, we can talk mad, about that for for a bit if you want. I think I think he's really taken the next step in scoring this year. Um, mm, for sure, he's his post moves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I think. If he wants to really become an elite player, he'll need to improve on his jump shot, which he has improved a little bit, but it's still... He's got a nice mid-range, but yeah. Yeah, he he's got a, he can ball. do a little bit. He can do a little bit. Yeah. But it's mainly um, it's mainly the three that he needs to improve on because he's, he's actually shown that he can really get down in the post and he can he can bully a lot of bigger players. Yeah. So that's that's huge. If you don't know who Josh Giddy is, he's... Um, He's what he got drafted last year, so he's been in mm. the NBA for two seasons now. Um, yeah. But he was a player in the NBL, so he was. We've had a few prodigies come through from um, 
from the NBL to the NBA, notably Lamelo Ball, who he was a very touted well, he, young he American, he but he's not Australian. Yeah, he didn't come from the NBL. He was already in the NBA, and then I think he took like uh, no, he was he wasn't in the NBA. So he basically wait. he he skipped oh, he skipped notice. the college route essentially mm. to come here, and he he played overseas in a bunch of in a bunch of weird places like like Serbia or something something yeah. like that, and then he ended up coming here, and he was a star, obviously, um, and then he ended up getting drafted to the NBA. So there's a look, there's a few players that are seeing the NBL as a legit option to use for their careers. There's a lot of talk about Bronny James, LeBron James's son. Yeah. Uh, potentially coming over here, which would be huge for the league. Because uh, I'd imagine... For sure. With the way LeBron is, I'd imagine he'd be here for a few games. And I mean, that would be unreal. If LeBron's yeah. coming to watch some NBL I games... I dude. I gotta go to the... I gotta dap LeBron up. <laughs> Good, good sure. luck with that, bro. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> seeing Bronny there and then LeBron courtside is crazy. Yeah, like but imagine going, look, imagine being in the stadium with LeBron. Yeah, look, it, look, it may not happen. The main thing is that the it's NBL, it's been, it's being seen as a more legitimate option for younger, talented um, American uh, high school, college players, whatever. And then also the NBA is seeing a lot of these Australian players as legitimate drafting options and really, really good players. Like, he's not from the NBL, but oh, the player that was drafted at um, at the Pelicans. Dyson yeah, Daniels? Dyson Daniels, yeah. He hasn't, yeah, he hasn't got a whole lot of game time. He played a bit in the G League. Yeah, Dyson Daniels is a good player. What do you think of Dyson Daniels? I think he's shown it defensively and people aren't talking about that. Yeah, I, I He's think... He's been really good defensively. I think there's a problem on that team for him is he just... There's so much good defense on the Pelicans that it, if your offense isn't good enough, you just won't get a game because they have guards ahead of him like Jose Alvarado, Herb Jones. Yep. And when you have athletes like Trey Murphy who also have the offense to go along with it, it's a bit of a shame when you get drafted to a, to a good team, you know, and you just don't have that opportunity as much. Yeah. But anyway... He's a good player. Nah, he is, and he'll yeah. get his chance, but it's been a bit sad to see him fall out of the rotation. Yeah, um, same. But okay. anyway, we're going to move on to... We kind of shifted into the NBA there, naturally, anyway. But firstly, I want to talk about some trades. Uh, so, Bo, what I'm going to do is I'm going to... I'm going to introduce the trade. I'm going to tell you what the trade package was for each player, and then I want you to go over a bit what it looks like for both teams and who you think won, lost the trade, if you think it was a win-win, whatever. Yep, sounds good. Yeah, so we'll start obviously with the biggest one. Uh, so that was Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns. And the full trade package, this was um, Mikhail Bridges, great defender, and Cam Johnson, good three-point shooter, mm. big forward for Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant and TJ Warren. And there were a few first-round picks in there for the Brooklyn Nets yeah. too. What did you think of that trade? How did you feel about it I when, think it, when that it went it's down? a win-win because Brooklyn got a guy like um Mikhail that can knock down shots in the clutch as we as we've seen and he's looking to be the star and then they I'm just really liking their lineup I mean they got Nick Claxton and Cam Cam Johnson's very good I think those first round picks will uh, come into play later Cam's a spot up shooter and he's very good at that yeah and look we'll go into the isn't he playing on the bench Cam uh, he started some games he's played they're they're still messing around with their lineup a bit since the trade I was really hyped to see it from Brooklyn's perspective I really like Mikhail Bridges he's been an elite defender on the Suns but I think he's always shown a bit of offensive like he he, he wasn't used as much in the offense and I I was just excited 
uh, to see what would happen when he went there and he had a chance to take a bunch of shots. Well, yeah, he was more of a role player, but now he's going to be their star. Yeah, he's one of their best Didn't players. Didn't he have like 48? Yeah, he had a, yeah. uh, I think it was like 40, 44 or something. But yeah, he had a 40 piece. He had a, a crazy game. And he's been, I think um, he had 30 earlier this week too. Like he's been putting up some numbers. Very efficient. He's a good three-point shooter too. But it's off It's his off-the-dribble stuff that um, you didn't get to see at Phoenix that he's yeah. really developed. For sure. He's just kind of catch and shoot. Yeah. Phoenix. Yeah. Well, the, more of that. Yeah. He was probably the fourth the fourth option like eight eight and barely gets any shots in that <laughs> offense yeah. but he was still getting more than bridges for the most part um yeah. so it's just a huge opportunity for him and we Dinwiddie. why don't we just talk about brooklyn now so uh, dinwiddie uh brooklyn yeah. also got dinwiddie and dorian finney smith i'm a mavs fan so <laughs> i'm glad to see dinwiddie playing really well yeah i like dinwiddie yeah. I, he, he's He's a good player. I, I think the main thing is Brooklyn now have options. They traded out of being locked into three superstars in the last year. So that was James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kem Durant, obviously. And now they've got a really, really nice, gritty team filled with a lot of good role players, but they've also got a bunch of picks. We haven't talked about Kem Thomas either. No. Well, I've been quite frustrated. They, they still don't play him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, they, he could start. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think I they should have. Yeah. yeah, he's he could start next to Dinwiddie. Um, they started Cam Johnson at the two, or like Cam slash Bridges at the two, which is a bit weird to me because they're both naturally forwards. But look, I I think the fact that they have guys like Cam Thomas, they have Nick Claxton, who's taken a huge uh, leap defensively, um, just as a player. Yeah, general. yeah, and he's got an offensive game too. I I think they can mess around with this team. You can let. Guys like Mikhail Bridges put up a bunch of shots a game, show that he can score, really increase his trade value, and then if you want, you can like these are really good role players that teams teams will give a, give up a lot of assets if they're if they're a contending team. So I think you then have the opportunity. They already have picks from the even from the Harden trade. Still, they have picks from the Kyrie trade, and then more recently the Kevin Durant one. You can still. You could you could look to flip a bunch of these role players, uh, people like Mikhail Bridges and stuff. They're still young, but they're probably not young enough to where you know they might be a superstar. Like you, you probably know, Mikhail could be a great player, but I'm not sure he's worth banking your entire franchise's future on. You know what I mean? Agreed. Yeah. So then you can move off, and you actually have options to move off into into uh, and build a much younger team with Cam Thomas as well. It's about the young stars too that will I reckon eventually will make that leap into stars because there's so many players that you could trade for them yeah but yeah absolutely i think it's just the fact that they got back a lot of assets but then they could flip those guys for even more assets if they want so they left themselves a lot of flexibility anyway that's that's from the perspective of brooklyn now let's talk about what this means for the suns i think having kd there as a perfect pick and roll man and he'll be a lot better like fill in the option that DeAndre, in my personal opinion, DeAndre Aiden should have been more of a pick-and-roll man, cutting to the basket. And then, you know, I'm not going to lie, CP hasn't looked as good as he has in the other years. But, I mean, him has, has your third option. Or fourth option, even. DeAndre Aiden can get hot. He can close out. Look, I'm, 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 a bit, third. I'm a bit hot and cold on DeAndre Aiden. But the fact that Chris Paul is either your third sometimes fourth option like that's just a luxury and you're right he hasn't looked as good he's looked yeah like his age is catching up to him a bit but he's still 
really, really... I think he's caught fire a bit lately. He's been a lot better. Yeah, but he's yeah. been knocking down jump shots. And then we haven't even mentioned Devin Booker. So now you have probably two... The, would you say... I would say probably the two best mid-range... Um, two of the three best oh, mid-range yeah. shooters. If you want to put people like um, DeMar DeRozan, even Jokic, people won't give him credit, but statistically Jokic yes. is one of the most efficient mid-range sure. shooters. But like you just and have so CP. many options. Dude, the yeah. mid-range game is crazy. CP has that 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 elbow jumper has not been as yeah no. as consistent as it normally is. But um, again, third or fourth option, he's gonna yeah. have a lot more room. So, do you think they're? Do you see them as finals favorites? I see them as a contender, and I mean, I has like Kevin Durant hasn't played for them yet. Nah, Kevin Durant yeah. should be making his debut next week. I think once we see him in action. Like, I feel like they might might seem like the... Because last season, I thought that they were, like, the best team in the league. Well, Suns, yeah, Suns dominated the regular season last year. And then, here's what I think about the Suns. And everyone clowns them because they pretty much got embarrassed by Luka and the Mavs. Let's go, Mavs. (laughs) Which is fair to say it was pathetic, especially that Game 7. But now you add a legitimate superstar. I think it's so tough in the modern NBA... Uh, to really win at the highest level without a legit top five, top ten player, and like Agreed. Devin Booker's a great player, but he's he's not, you know, yeah. he's he's ne- probably never gonna win an MVP. He's probably never gonna be one of the five best players in the league. But now yeah. you have that guy as your second option, and you have maybe the best scorer ever on your team with him, and he's a guy who doesn't need the basketball. Like I think yeah. I think Kevin Durant. One of the issues I could see with the trade is KD is someone, I feel like his personality-wise, he could just be like, I want you guys to keep doing what you're doing and I'll fit in, which is a great thing that he can do that, but I still think he needs to come in and really say, I'm going to run this show. Devin Booker, you're the second option now, um, rather than saying, you know, guys, don't worry about me. I'll get my own kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, so I think if he really comes in and he takes charge, then they'll go to another level. Um, and I think they will. I think they're them or Denver would be my favorites out the West. Their defense as well. It's crazy. The Suns? Yes, dude. They have DeAndre Aiden. DeAndre Aiden's good. Very good defender. And Kevin Durant, like, he's not he, usually crazy, but he's shown he can, it. He can guard. He can yeah, guard. Yeah, he's shown it a Bo- bit this Bo- season. Book's pretty good. Uh, Chris yeah. Paul can be a bit of a liability at times. Sometimes. I, I, I do think that you're missing... Look, Mikhail Bridges, statistically this year... He, out of every player in the NBA, spent the most time guarding an all-star. So I think you do... It is a a pretty significant loss. You don't have that guy who can just come in now and you say, no matter what the matchup is, you're guarding the best player on the other team every night. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean, but just like Mikhail said, I mean, I'm getting traded for Kevin Durant. Yeah, it's Kevin Durant. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. You make that trade 100 times out of 100, and I like Mikhail Bridges a lot, and I like them on the Suns, but it's Kevin Durant. (laughs) Yeah, again. Um, Anyway, I I, I see them and Denver. I can't separate them two as the favorites out the West to make the finals. But anyway, we'll move on. Uh, So the next one was, which we touched touched on from Brooklyn's perspective. So Kyrie to the Mavs. Uh, so I think they it was uh, Dorian Finney-Smith and uh, and Spencer Dinwiddie to Brooklyn. We already said what we think about that from Brooklyn's perspective. Yeah, Kyrie paired next to Luka Doncic. How do you see? How do you see that? I think not currently, but I do reckon if they make a couple trades, they'll be a contender. Yeah. Um, for sure. And Luka is 
like no disrespect, I love the team, but Luca's always had catch and shoot guys and just not really off the dribble mm-hmm. shot makers. And Kyrie's like the best at that. For sure. Like but so was. it's a bit different to the Kevin Durant one because we're just talking about the Kevin Durant one in theory because he actually hasn't played a game yet. But Kyrie and Luca, uh, since the trade, I think they're three losses and one win um, playing together. Uh, so it's not looked great. And I think it's a bit of a weird fit because especially in clutch in fourth quarter moments, Luca's deferring a lot to Kyrie, which is a bit weird. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I'd still have Luca taking the last shot. Yeah, and I would say. And we know Kyrie's a great catch and shoot guy, but it's just kind of weird to tell Kyrie, "Go be off ball." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's a weird fit, and I think you're right. I think I think it's not that those two can't work together. It's just they're not going to be enough to win a championship on their own. So I think they'll need to build in the off season again. But I mean, like, it's not really about like handling the ball in clutch because um Kyrie's been playing with Kevin Durant that loves to do that and LeBron James which is a lot like Luca um, yeah for sure that can do that you're right Kyrie's shown he can do it but we've never seen Luca with another superstar so I think it's actually more about the fit for Luca rather than it is for Kyrie because I think Kyrie is fine with Luca dictating it but what what's happening is Luca is giving up the ball a lot to Kyrie and he he doesn't seem to know how to play off ball and why would he He's never had to do it. Yeah, it's not his fault. It's not I his would fault. Argue but it's the Mavs. It's a weird fit, um, but I definitely think. Look, you needed to get Luca some help. It's a plus. It's Kyrie Irving. I think yeah. it was a win trade. Dorian Finney-Smith is he's a great three and D guy, but he's not really moving the needle for you offensively. And they still have a bunch of guys like Reggie Bullock and stuff that do a similar thing. I think that it's. Like, not a bad trade for Brooklyn, but if you ask me, I wouldn't really say it's that much of a plus because, I mean, you got, like, two 29-year-olds and traded away your best player. That's how old is Kyrie? Like... Around there. I think, like, 31, 32. Yeah. And yeah. then but I think the picks are the the best thing. I mean, not sure. not saying... It's it's great to have Dwayne Finney-Smith and Spencer, but I'm well, just saying... I, I think there was a little if bit... If it was two young stars... Uh, would have been better like Josh yeah. Green and somebody for sure for sure yeah um I think it was a little bit that you know there's been a lot of drama with Kyrie and the Nets and LeBron really really wanted Kyrie at L- Lakers I think um Kyrie wanted to be with LeBron at Lakers but yeah. I don't think you Nets see that, that that clip at the All-Star bro uh what I think like La- yeah I think Lakers still or at least LeBron wants him for so. sure oh no he definitely does yeah I, I actually think Nets purposely sent him to Mavs over Lakers because they they didn't want to give Kyrie what he wanted after everything that they put him through which true which some would say is dealing in bad faith but anyway we'll move on so after that we'll Lakers are trading Russell Westbrook and a first round pick Um, I won't go into the full details of the trade because it was a three-team trade and it was super complicated yeah but we had Mike, Mike Conley ended up in Minnesota. D'Lo ended up in, in the Lakers. And so did Jared Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley. Huge for the Lakers. It was a... I could not believe it when I saw that. I can't... Obviously, you know, we got to give Russ his respect. He didn't play that bad with the Lakers towards the end. And he is a former MVP. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. All of those things. But his trade value was so low, man. I don't know how they turned Russell Westbrook and a first-round pick into three 
really quality role players. D'Lo is arguably yeah. an all-star caliber guard. You probably don't mm. trust him in the playoffs as well, much. Well, I don't know, dude. He's got LeBron now. I mean, like... Yeah, oh, he fits well. He had LeBron. LeBron's out for a few weeks. Like, Cat wasn't the, the best moment, in the playoffs either. No. And well, Minnesota just... Minnesota's just Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. And they hadn't made the playoffs in ages. But I'm surprised that Minnesota actually made a trade because, like, dude, they, they got really good bear so i'm like oh they're sticking with this like yeah minnesota really swung for the fences and it did not work and that's one of those things where you kind of go all in and then now they have rudy gobert and carl anthony towns and it's just not work so they've got d'lo out of there anyway d'lo at the lakers he's just a much better fit uh for the lakers he can play off ball a bit he can do all that he slows things down he's a good shooter obviously number one He's, like, really good at playing off-ball, and I like mm. it. Like, people would argue, like, um, he needs to have more confidence, but I, I love on how he, like, he's just, he's super, he's a really smart player. People don't give him credit for that. He's a very high IQ player, and he lets the game come to him, you know? For sure, for sure, and I think he, he's the kind of guy who gets along with LeBron. Anyway, and then, for me, who's been the best player in this trade... Vando, you said. Jared Vanderbilt has been unbelievable. They have been crying out for some guy who's going to do all the tough things. Uh, he's going to get offensive rebounds. He's going to get defensive rebounds. He's going to get steals. He's going to guard the best player one on the other five. team. Yeah, one to five. I, I've been watching the Lakers, and he's picked up a bunch of different players. He, he was just playing. He just had a really great game against um, against Luka. Guarding Luka, he did a great job. The game before that, he did a great job guarding uh, Clay Thompson. So... Those mm. are two very different yeah, kinds of players. Clay was, I think, like, it wasn't a bad game, but he was, like, four he out of ten. He kept him quiet. He kept him quiet. Vando's passing, too. He's not, like, that great offensively, but he does, like, what well, he does. Well, like, it's he's just a good his... finisher, yeah. and his passing, though. Yeah, his defense leads to a lot of fast-break opportunities, and he's good at getting the ball quickly up the floor. For sure, and his um, rebounding is, like, elite. Yeah, I mean, elite. especially offensively. Like, um, I'm not saying that Lakers should, like, really ever. But I'm just saying if you, if any team would, like, had a starting lineup and they didn't really add a center, Vando could actually, I believe, could play that center spot. Yeah, he could fill in the five. Sure. Um, and then Beasley, we don't need to spend much time on him, but he's just a shooter, and they, they've been needing shooters. Um, I, I would like to say something is that they are starting Beasley, which is good, but I would rather see Austin Reeves start feel like he's been on the bench for way too long and he's more of a playmaker and yeah he's a connection shot. piece yeah sure. uh, i don't know i just feel bad for him he's been on the bench for so long uh, look he was an undrafted player and now he's a very very valued role player of the lakers but anyway i i, I love that trade for the lakers i think it's probably just a little too late for them to make the playoffs especially with like talk about rust clippers man um well, well, we'll talk about Russ to, quick, uh, to Clippers very quickly. Look, that didn't make sense to me. I, I didn't understand why they would do that. I didn't understand why they took away John Wall. Yeah, they took away John Wall and basically replaced him with um, the John same Wall player. <laughs> um, he's another guy who can't shoot. Um, he's not a plus defender. And he, he he's only good when he has the ball in his hands. And you don't want him to have the ball in his hands over Kawhi and PG. So, anyway, we'll just wrap that up. But that wasn't... 
that I wasn't I impressed deal. with that. Yeah, and agree. I think he needed to go someplace without the pressure of having to really be a legit contender and somewhere where he could be the main man. Like I would I would have loved him to see him go back to the Wizards to go to the Bulls even. Well, I did want to say this is that they did need a point guard. I mean, they were starting Terrence Mann at the one. Look, Terrence Mann has been good. He anyway, has, look. Yes, I would start Burns at the one. And just like f- kind of forget about Russ, honestly. Yeah, Bones is just a—he's a terrible defender. He is. <laughs> but anyway, we love look, Bones. We'll wrap it up a bit, but yeah. So, Bo, maybe you want to talk quickly about how your season has gone so far. So, Bo's oh, Bo's playing for a local local club here in Shep. Demons. Um, they've played two games so far. You. The first game was one of the best games I've ever seen. Um, eighteen to eighteen. Yeah, and it was a it was a draw. It was a rivalry against another club team. My throat still hurts. Yeah, it was crazy. So that and then and then you won the second game, and I it's think I had two blocks, like <laughs> seven assists. Man really counted his individual stats. <laughs> seven assists um, and like three rebounds. I and get, I, I guess we we'll have to take your word for kid. it. I guess we'll have I'm to take like your word for God, it. I'm like the point guard. I'm short. Yeah, no, you've been rebounding, defending, and passing really well. You just got to get that shot up. Yeah. Um, but that will come with time. And then um, you're doing a lot better than me, though. I've been playing basketball now for three different seasons, um, and I haven't won a game. So yeah. <laughs> Bo's done well. Uh, maybe it's just me because I was coaching Bo's team last year, and they also didn't win a game. So throughout my entire local Shepherd and basketball career, I am like over 100. But it'll come eventually. You just got to keep the faith. I don't know. You just never been coached yourself before. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's true. I probably need a bit of coaching. Anyway, thanks for thanks for joining us. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Yeah, really, really had fun, and I look forward to doing this again. Uh, but yeah, me, me and Bo will be watching the NBL finals uh, next week, and for sure, and um, we'll update on that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Have a good one. See you. If you have enjoyed the show, then please let us know what you think at our socials. 1FM, Super Saturday Sport on Facebook and Twitter. And tune in from 8am next week to find out more. Till next week, goodbye.